We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey guys, it's Blood here. We're just here another Panther Rants podcast. This is our take two of the um, of the podcast I'm doing because I just had one had a nice one going, and of course, I had a phone call interrupt me, and well, it killed my podcast. That's what you know. That's the risk you take when you record on your iPhone. You know, I don't have my own studio. My car is my studio. So, yeah, I can't. I disregard the call, and naturally, it froze the app. And whatever I recorded, well, it's gone. Which is good because you know what? I was rambling for about a good 20, 30 minutes, and I now get to I now get to condense this down to a smaller podcast. So I can I'll, I can dig that. Anyways, guys, it's Thursday, almost to the weekend. I hope you guys are staying warm, not dealing with much snow, and of course, it's bumper to bumper traffic here in Houston, as always. Well, you know, for you Pittsburgh people, it could be worse. Amazon could be there and ruining your lives. And, you know, I, I'm sure bringing Amazon into Pittsburgh would have been great. But of course, Amazon was just using the little small towns just to finesse their, their you know, the finesse to bigger cities. And I'm sure, you know, you know. Pittsburgh would have loved to have Amazon for bragging rights, but it would have done nothing probably for the people there, but just made your lives miserable. You don't need increased traffic. I mean, I I live down here, and shit, we have all kind of interstates and toll roads, and, and it still doesn't really accommodate the people living here. So Pittsburgh, you know, just appreciate what you have. And how you, you have a city that's growing, you know, slowly, and that's really what you want at this point. You know, unless all the steel mills open up, like someone promised, which is kind of funny because Edgar Thompson's closed. Well, no, that's not closed; it's open. The Cary Furnace is closed, and I don't think you can really bring that back up. I mean, you'd have to really renovate the hell out of that to get that going. The U.S. Steel Homestead Works is now a shopping center, a big ass, a big ass one at that. And of course, there's movies, entertainment, all kind of crap there. And of course, the uh, Jones and Laughlin Works in the South Side in Hazelwood. Well, there's that one little where, that big ass warehouse in Hazelwood that's still there, but I think Carnegie Mellon uses it for their roboting thing. 
about everything else, I mean, uh, where the, where the uh, Eliza Furnaces were, by the Hot Metal Bridge. Well, the Hot Metal Bridge now is for Pittsburgh traffic. But the, um, you know, the Eliza Furnaces are gone, and that whole area, I think, last time I looked, was still, a, you know, they're, they were trying to make them the parking lot. Either parking lots or, I think, um, apartments, one of the two. But that whole area, I think, is still contaminated. Lord knows what the hell, what the hell kind of minerals are running through that, running through that soil. So you have that, and the Duquesne Works is gone. The uh, Dorothy Six Furnaces were the last of the Duquesne Works, and those things are gone. They took them down because they had asbestos, and you know. That's just not a good thing to have. Those, those that Dorothy sixes, they were up forever. They got torn down, I think, in 20, 2006, I think. The new mayor, I guess the Duke, mayor of Duquesne, tore them down. Probably a smart move on his part. Although I miss, you know, I miss driving by Duquesne, and seeing them up. I remember, you know, going to uh, Penn State McKeesport, and pretty much all that stuff was still up. That whole, that whole, that was, in, this was in '97. That entire mill was still up. It was idle, but all the stacks, everything was still there. But it gone now. So I'm not sure what we can, you know, bring back, you know, to get the mills going. Maybe, maybe we can build another one. That would really piss off the environmentalists, wouldn't it, to build another mill, mill of the city? Jesus. I mean, if there was any type of a um, proposal for that, I know I figured the mayor would have a heart attack. But anyways, I'll stop rambling about that. All right, guys, we got Pinwick Forest. A lot, of, a lot of stuff on the line. We got um, the ACC Coastals on the line. So if Pitt wins this, they can win the Coastal. Clutch has shared the ACC Conference title. Well, not really, but it's 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 a great thing to say though that they want that they're sharing a conference title. And technically, they are because you know the conference is two divisions. So Pitt wins the Coastal, Clemson wins the Atlantic. So they're both you know they they technically both you know clinch to share the title. And you know this game is the championship game. Really, it's just a it's just a, t- a torment game. It's like it's like basketball. December's like March Madness. So this is really just a tournament playoff seating for Clemson. Ever Pitt, you know, determine what bowl game they're gonna land in. So really, you know, Pitt's already you know, Pitt's you know they'll wrap up the ACC title here. I mean hey, we won we won the conference. A share of it. But hey, but yeah, I mean yeah, like I said, I mean there's a lot you can a lot to the college you can do here. But, uh, you know, Pitt's obviously a much different team than what they were at the beginning of the year. Which gets my next thing. Wake is 5-5. Five and five. They have, they have blown implications on the line for this game. And so this is one of those typical games where Pitt would piss away. But I think this team's a little different. I think they're going to go take care of business and get the hell out of Wake Forest. You know, get the hell out of Salem, wherever the hell, you know, whatever hell Wake Forest is at. March in there, beat the shit out of them, and get out. And get out. 
because they they've done they did that last week tech. They didn't piss around with tech at all. They were up three. They were up three one seven halftime. You know, and that was that. And just when tech you know was starting to make a little comeback, Pitt said, "Oh no, nope, get the fuck, lay the fuck down. We got you." <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> but as far as this game goes. Uh, Wake is uh, allowing on defense over two yards rushing a game. So this really benefits Pitt because picking, pick, you know, if Wake's run defense is that bad, Pitt should have no problem establishing the running game off the bat. I'm sure we'll mix in Kenny Pickett as well, like we did last week. Because, I mean, what was good about that was we were running the ball so good that it opened up the passing game and, of course, Kenny was hitting his receivers, and he was he was a lot more confident back there. But let's not but let's not get too excited and roll him out like he's Marino at this point. I just remember when you know when the Steelers had uh, Tommy Maddox, and I remember how much different he was than Cordell Stewart in terms of throwing the football. And I remember Mike Malarkey. He got so excited with. Maddox, that he just loved throwing the ball with him. And Tommy, for the most part, was a mediocre quarterback, but he was a little better than Cordell as a quarterback. <clears throat> the only thing Cordell really had for him going was his legs, and that was it. I mean, Cordell, you know... He wasn't a bad quarterback. It's just you had to really tinker the offense to his abilities because he wasn't a pocket. I mean, he wasn't your traditional pocket passer. I think in today's NFL, Cordell would definitely thrive because the whole pro style thing is not what he used to be. I mean. There's a lot, a lot of good quarterbacks that come from different offenses, and you got, you know, corners now have to adjust what they do now to get the most out of what other other quarterback. But um, yeah, I see Pitt. Um, Pitt should have no problem with this establishing the run. Once they do, I think they'll be fine. Defensively, Wake is uh, not really good at pass protection. So if Pitt uh, does what they did last week, it disrupts the hell out of them. We, we're looking at our big, another, another lopsided victory. So I look, I look for Pitt to win this game by two touchdowns. If Wake, uh, if it, if Wake wins, it's going to be at least by touchdown. We're probably going to piss it away. Wake is probably going to start a new, a new uh, guy quarterback. Because uh, they replaced the quarterback last week and they beat NC State, so we may see some different looks from this from this player. And when you don't have much game film on on this on you know, a new player, then you know then you're at a disadvantage. So let's hope Pitt, Pitt uh, takes care of business. Anyways, off the other stuff. It's a lame weekend for college football, for the most part. Uh, Penn State plays Rutgers, and, you know, for Rutgers, 
one of their guys, I guess, wrote some article about things you hear about James Franklin. And to be honest, I mean, I don't know why Rutgers is even talking trash at this point. I mean, they're... You couldn't be Penn State when they, were, when they were bad. So why are you trash talking? Not to mention they're on they're on the eve of of, of hiring probably another another coach because obviously the Chris Ash era has been going pretty swimmingly. So I did read the article about you know this whole you know Rutgers uh, whoever it was, was trying to steer up shit. It's just a waste of time. It's Rutgers. You guys suck. Anyways, more to talk about. West Virginia has Oklahoma State this weekend. And Oklahoma State's not ranked, but they almost beat Oklahoma last week. So obviously West Virginia is not going to take this game too very lightly. And the game's at Oklahoma State, which makes it worse. But Mike Gundy has been on a little uh, crusade as of late against uh, Twitter and liberals and snowflakes and whatnot. I enjoyed his Twitter rant because he was, you know, he doesn't care about Twitter. And, you know, I get it. You shouldn't really get too revved up over Twitter. And he doesn't. And that's good for him. That's what he should be doing. Not getting revved up over, over social media. But, um, and last week he, uh, ranted about snowflakes and liberals and entitlement and whatnot. I mean, uh, the millennials obviously have taken some abuse for a, long, for a good while now. And I don't know, I work with plenty of, I work with plenty of millennials and they don't come off as the stereotypical ones you see in YouTube videos and what people post in memes and whatnot. But as far as entitlement goes, entitlement's taught at home, so it has nothing to do with generations. It's the people, ra- it's the people raising these kids is you know that's doing that. And um, as far as the time goes, I mean that's time was everywhere. Even my, I mean I'm 39. Even my generation, just people my age that are entitled, that felt that they feel they're entitled. You know, you get people who've been in a job for like several years, like for a long time, and they feel they just they should get promoted because they've been there for so long. That's their turn. I mean that's the time right there. Because a lot of times. A guy will get brought in, or you know, or a girl that may be better than you at your job and what you do, and they'll get promoted for that reason that they're they're just better. And you know, I deal with it in my job as well, where you know, I get people who have been there at their job for so long that they know everything and they don't really value your input. And and I get that they've been the, the, the you know with the company for so long, but I've been in this I've been in this industry for over twenty years. So I've I've worked with different systems, different industries, different walks of life, and one thing I always learn is sometimes 
it doesn't hurt to listen to people's other people's input because sometimes fresh ideas and a different set of eyes can always help you. But you know, there's some people that don't see it that way. You know, I mean, I was in a job one time where I was promoted not even a year with the company, and all the long time people that were there were they were they were pissed off at it. But you know, it just you know it's all about you know, the quality of work I do and making sure I, you know, I keep my, I keep my standards high with what I, what I do and not try to half-ass shit. But anyways, guys, yeah, I mean, it's everywhere, you know, you know, as far as Gundy goes, there's plenty of coaches that leave when things get tough. And they just bail and they find a little little landing spots. You know, Todd Graham obviously had a, had a so bad a pit that he had to leave after a year, and he did it by text message. So I guess Todd, in some ways, is a snowflake too. But Todd's not a millennial, so there's that. Mike obviously doesn't like the fact that players who obviously don't think they're going to see the field. want to go somewhere where they're where they're going to be utilized God forbid God forbid but I'm sure if a kid has maybe three or four years left of his uh, college career I'm sure he doesn't want to I'm sure he doesn't want to spend it sitting on a bench or he has to go to practice and you know work harder and you'll get playing time and you may not even get playing time some kids just want to play that's it it doesn't matter where they where they go anyways guys enough of that but as far as the rest of the weekend's concerned there isn't really much to go on I mean Iowa State plays Texas there's two ring teams there that's a night Washington State Arizona State's a night game and Arizona Arizona's not even ranked but uh, someone's 5-5 five and five. I mean after some bad losses he's kind of recovered but the Pac-12 stinks and I like to see Mike Leach in the playoff, but I don't think that's going to happen because not a lot of people like Mike Leach, and I enjoy Mike because of his press conferences, and he just—he's very entertaining. But uh, there's one more key matchup: there's Syracuse and Notre Dame, and it's twelfth. I mean, look at this, guys: twelfth ranked Syracuse and third ranked Notre Dame. I think uh, Notre Dame wins. Syracuse is going to give them a game, but I think, um, you know, the NCAA probably is going to win Syracuse, and not Syracuse, Notre Dame in the college football playoff. So I'm sure uh, they'll get a whole bunch, they'll get hosed on a bunch of calls like Pitt did in their game. Although some of the stuff Pitt have the Pitt was also, also self inflicted as well. But, uh, you know, the refs gave some, you know, there's some nudging as well. But other than that, there's really not much else. I mean, it's a lame weekend of college football. I mean, LSU plays Rice. And Alabama plays Citadel. 
So that tells you pretty much everything you need to know. Yeah, it's a lame weekend. Duke plays Clemson, and um, you know that's a big ACC matchup. But Duke will probably get pasted by Clemson. But yeah, it's a pretty. Um... Now as we go for the rest of the games for the ACC, NC State plays Louisville, and um, NC State should take care of Louisville with no problem. But who knows? I mean, this could be different because Matrino is gone. And maybe a, a fresh coach will help these guys out. So, I'm not sure if you're betting in it. I would be wary about betting that game because you'll know how that's going to turn out. Because I remember when uh, Miami was really bad and they fired out Golden right before the right before Pitt played them. Miami came out a much different team and they beat us pretty bad. Whereas they kept all going when we would have beat them. North Carolina has Western Carolina, and I'm sure they should win that game with no problem. If they lose, well, then that loss to UNC is a lot bad for us. Boston College got Florida State, and BC should take care of business there. Florida State is not good. They're horrible. Virginia and Georgia Tech... Uh, I, I look for Tech to uh, drill Virginia forever, find yards rushing, and win that one. Then we're going to talk about Duke and Clemson. So that pretty much wraps up the coach for the weekend because there ain't dick else to talk about. It's just a lame weekend. And if you got, other than the pick game, if you got things to do, this would be a great weekend to do it because. There ain't nothing on. Alright, let's get to some more stuff here. Um, Le'Veon Bell, I guess he's done it for the season with the Steelers. I'm sure you guys have uh, been tracking that and all the, all the opinions. I got no issues with Le'Veon Bell doing what he's done. But, you know, there were some crazy takes where, you know, one person on Twitter, I guess some media person, said, oh, the, betray- the fans feel betrayed and this and that. And I'm like, it's not really that deep with the fans because he's, he's been gone all season. So the fans really don't feel betrayed at all. They expected his ass not to, not, not to, not to be there. And Olivia Bell's free to do what he wants. It's his, pay- it's his payday, not ours. You know, it's his cash flow. It doesn't affect us one way or the other. Maybe in terms of buying jerseys or season tickets, because I'm sure if the Steers gave him his money, we'd be the tickets would go up again. But as far as levying goes. People need to act, people need to stop acting like this is like the uh, the workers the steel workers versus the Pinkertons and Clay Frick. I mean, it's none of that at all. It's a bunch of millionaires just fighting over money, you know. And also, you know, in a balanced case, yeah, he feels he he should get more money and. 
Stewart's gave him a nice contract and he didn't like it. He wants a lot more. He decided to eat it. I mean, so, I mean, there were some people I read they were scoring us a victory for the you know, for the for the players, sticking it to the owners. Oh, it's not so much of really that much of a victory. I mean, it, it depends. I mean, does Levian set an example for other players where um, they say, you know, if Levian can eat a, eat, eat, eat a whole uh, year salary and you know save the wear and tear in his body, maybe I can do the same and, you know, get in the free agent market and, you know, get some more money. Get the money that I want, which is what he's hoping for. I mean, I'm sure Levian's going to get paid no matter where he goes. Will it be what he wants? Probably not, but it just depends on how much guaranteed money he gets. But I'm sure, yeah, there's probably some team who needs a running back. They'll be really um, drawn to make a deal with him. And it just depends on how much they're going to want to pay for him. Because I'm sure he's going to, you know, bargain. But he's gone, and that's just that. I mean, be done with it. And I'm sure the players, the players were, I guess, were rummaging through his locker and my guess is there, there was a lot of disconnect there between him and the players as well. Maybe it's probably for the best that he's gone and he gets a... The team is obviously getting a fresh start with Connor and whoever else in the backfield. And maybe, you know, Bloody and Bell needs to do the same. Get a fresh start with a different team. Because obviously there's something going on there that, that it's, it's bad. But, uh... Anyways, guys... I'm going to wrap it up here. Also, uh, you know, Pitt's, Pitt Hoops is 3-0. Big win over Troy. You saw some instances where their size is going to hurt them, but they hung tough and they uh, won that game. Troy's been playing in some postseason tournaments. You know, they're not, they're no pushover. Pitt women's, they lost to Youngstown State, and Youngstown State was like 16-16 last year and 11-7 in the Patriot League. So... Lance White obviously has his work cut out for him, and it happens. I just hope he keeps the same energy that he's had, and he doesn't start balding and ending up like Kevin Stallings at the end of the year. Which is another thing, Marcus Carr, I guess, transferred from Pitt. As we all know, he he did not get his um. Basically, he didn't get uh, immediate eligibility to play. And, and I guess his waiver got denied as well, so he has to sit out of the year. And supposedly Minnesota was one of the teams that was recruiting him you know, out of high school. And and I guess the way the way, the way the, the dots were connected, it doesn't seem like he really transferred for um, the reasons he specified. And the reasons he specified was that he needed a fresh start out of Pitt because the situation was toxic with Kevin Stallings. I don't think the situation with Stallings in general was was toxic because the players really loved him to a point where they were pissed off that he got fired. They were all united and they were looking at, and they all were seeking the transfer at one point. And all but two left. Well, actually, wait a second. All but two stayed, I mean. Parker Stewart left. He went to go play for his daddy. 
and Marcus Carr left. I saw one thing, the situation was toxic. Maybe from a uh, fan's perspective, because the fans hated Kevin Stallings and wanted him to fail really bad, and the support was horrible to a point where you know, the pit was empty. Maybe he means that. But things were going to get a hell of a lot better with Jeff Capel when he hired Capel, and it looked like it. But I guess, you know, the damage was done. He went out of there. So, but he picked the school that was recruiting him out of high school. So, I guess the way they see the ways connecting dots here, he's not really leaving for because you know, of toxicity. He's maybe leaving for other things. Anyways, hopefully he gets an appeal. And hopefully he gets to play soon. Oh, well, guys, enjoy the rest of your week. Have a good weekend. Hell to pit.